0: Now, Rodney Edwards has been covering uh, an incredible series of stories in His Neck of the Woods which is generally County uh, Fermanagh we've had Rodney on as a guest many times on this programme in the recent past and the headline story in the impartial reporter this week children in care home drugged and sold as prostitutes by criminals and the care home was in the news in the early stages of the uh, year 2000 to 2005 roundabout uh, then, but Rodney, fill us in on it fully. Rodney, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Rodney, just remind us um, where Brindley House exactly uh, was based in the Killarney area, where 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 it, where it where the site was, and why it was in the news back in two thousand and five.
1: Yeah, well, Brindley House was a, a, a private a private home uh, designed to to provide specialist care for young people with. Emotional and psychological needs, and it opened in 2000 in Kilades, which is a small village in Fermanagh. um And it opened amid a storm of protest because the residents didn't like the idea of having this home uh, situated in their village. And for many, many, many months, residents took to the streets and they protested um, at, at the. the, the the proposal at that stage to open this home. And when it did open, those protests continued. So very much uh, the beginning uh, of life for, for Brindley House was not good insofar as uh, it made national news uh, for all the wrong reasons.
0: Did people, some people, those who protested, did they feel that an unsavoury element would be coming to Brindley House? Was that their concern?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I've spent, as you've said, Several months looking back at, at uh, allegations of child sex use. And when I was investigating Brinley House, I, I looked back on old articles in the Impartial Reporter and found cuttings back from that period of time in relation to the protest. And, and one of them uh, was about how uh, the words, get out or be put out scum, were scrawled across the ground outside the home uh, as residents protested. Uh, against the opening of that facility. And the same words were burned onto the lawn with weed killer. So that's almost 20 years ago, and at the time it was discussed widely at council, uh, the local council at the time, um and it was very much part of conversation uh, and then uh you know i, I looked through some other uh, pieces and find um discussion and and, and letters and, and and comments so i think the, the one of the reasons why residents objected to it was because they had discovered that the home would include children with emotional disorders um and the quote here is including inappropriate Sexual behaviour and destructiveness, as well as children who had committed petty criminal offences, and the quote at the time from um, a, a woman called Dana Armstrong, who's now chairman, uh, vice chairman, uh, sorry, of, of Romano Ministry Council, said, "We have studied other children's homes and we know the problems of joyriding riding and other young people being attracted to the home." So that was sort of hope's I hope it paints a picture as to what happened just before the home opened uh, in terms of how um, uh, local people reacted to that. The home, of course,
0: did open and later it would be investigated. But you can fill us in on that, uh, Rodney. This has been sparked again by a young woman who you're calling Laura, who would have had experiences in the home. She contacted your newspaper, as other victims of sex crimes have done recently.
1: Yeah, she she did. Um, she she contacted me about six months ago to claim that she had uh, been abused by multiple men, uh, having been a, a resident at this children's home. Um, and how all this really, um, it was all sparked as a result of, of everything that we've been doing. But as I said earlier about looking back at old cuttings, whenever uh, Laura uh, first came in to see me, I, I then started looking back in old articles And I find an article in our newspaper which announced the closure of the home. And at the time, the Western Health and Social Services Board said it was being closed because it was no longer commercially viable to continue operations. But given Laura's testimony and the fact that I have gone and spoken to two former employees and I've also spoken to the former owner of the home, the truth, however, is that Brimley House was closed because of those outsiders preying on those children and staff could no longer keep them safe from being abused even though they tried desperately to, to, to save those children from being abused and were threatened as a result which i can talk about in a moment so so laura um alleged that she was uh, the victim of of child sex abuse from the age of, of 12 and that she and and up to 12 other young girls were raped by up to 13 men be alleged that the authorities knew about it, but were too scared to do anything because of the men involved. And we do know um, through the people that I've spoken to and through other sources, that the men that we're referring to here uh, are, are criminals, are convicted criminals. So these, this was a, a, a gang of convicted criminals that were allegedly uh, prostituting out these, these these children. So how it all began for Laura? She was visiting in Enniskillen, uh, which is obviously a few miles from Kiladys, uh, on day out with her friends, when she was approached by three men. And she's provided their names and names of other alleged abusers. And those men encouraged uh, Laura and others to join them for, for house parties, uh, to take drugs uh, and all the rest of it. And over time, uh, that developed and then uh, resulted in Laura and others uh, being uh, being brought to, to different homes, different properties around Fermanagh, Tyrone, and other counties, uh, and being abused again and again.
0: So they were being basically pimped out by these criminal elements, and young women, uh, children were being raped as a result of this by uh, men at these parties what did it go as far as the police station did they were were complaints made to the police were these children uh, questioned by the police
1: well that went on for a long time and you know I've, I've the article in front of me from this morning's paper and and, and one quote that sticks out uh, is Laura is uh, saying this was child prostitution you were being prostituted out You're in a relationship with this person who's portraying to be this other person. But you were being prostituted out to all their friends and all their contacts at 13. So those men uh, would have bought uh, new clothes, would have bought mobile phones, uh, jewellery for these young girls who were being groomed uh, time and time again. That uh, started alarm bells. At the home and staff were were wondering uh, how on earth uh, have have these children uh, been able to afford all of this? And they started asking questions. And initially, the the, the children um, wouldn't say anything. They were they were nervous about saying um, too much, about giving away too much detail. And over time. The staff uh, realised that there was something uh, uh, very strange about some of the men who were turning up to, 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 to lift uh, these children. So the staff started to challenge these men and found themselves threatened. Uh, find themselves intimidated and harassed by these men. And they did all that they could. I mean, I've spoken to two former employees and they told me how they used to uh, challenge the men, they used to, to, to follow the men, they used to they used to park their cars across the road uh, from Brinley House and try to block those men from driving away after the children. But they, they tell me that those men just laughed at them and, and, and were very menacing towards them. So, so eventually, uh, over time... Um, the staff uh, and management encouraged the children to to go with them to Enniskillen Police Station which they did but at the time the children didn't want to give too much information away and didn't want to give too much detail to the police because as Laura told me this week uh, she was desperately concerned about what might happen Um, so the police could only take it so far um, but Interestingly, uh, as I was investigating this and and sought responses from all the various agencies, we have now found out that it got to the stage uh, that it was so serious that the management of the home reported it to the children's commissioner, um, so you couldn't get any higher at the time. Uh, It had already been reported to the board, uh, the Western board. but then they decided to go one step further. The children's commissioner uh, thought it was that serious that that, um, they they directed an independent investigation. And as a result of that investigation, a criminal investigation was then launched, and the police stepped in. And the police, uh, in their response to me this week, um, they told me that uh, they launched an investigation into allegations of organized child abuse at Brindley, between 2000 and 2005. And in 2008, a number of properties were searched, and 11 people were arrested in counties, Fermanagh, Tyrone, and Armagh, and those men were interviewed for child abuse offences. But the PPF directed no prosecution after concluding that there was insufficient evidence to prosecute. And now victims like Laura, and all those other victims that I've been talking to, and there are over 60 of them now, Um, in Fermanagh, they still seek justice and they still seek closure.
0: Do do you think if the Lauras of this world who were in Brindley House were to come forward now as adult women and to give evidence against individual men or or groups of men, could they still face the rigours of
2: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince slash style to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns on your next order. Quince dot com slash style.
0: Off the law, those uh, the, the, those alleged abusers.
1: Well, the police um, reiterate time and time again, as I go off and ask them for a response on an almost weekly basis, that they are very keen to speak to as many alleged victims as possible. And I would suspect that if more people came forward, like Laura, uh, with allegations of child sex abuse at Brindley House in Cremona during that period of time, that that has got to help. in in the pace and is major investigation, as it is now known, uh, into historical uh, child sex abuse cases in Fermanagh. They launched a, a review into all of those cases um, when we started writing about um, these allegations, but in recent months that has been upgraded to a major investigation. So if, yeah, absolutely, I would be um, I'd be optimistic uh, that, that the police would very much like to, to hear from anyone who has information about Brindley um, and what is interesting as well, that this this home didn't uh, just have residents from from Fermanagh, it had residents from other areas, other children from other areas uh, around the country, including Derry. Um, And that's why uh, this story, well, the others were very much contained to Fermanagh, I suppose, but this story um, is is, is one that uh, I think a lot of people around the country um, should take heed of.
0: And maybe people who are now adults might have the courage to come forward they could be suffering greatly they they will be suffering greatly as a result of their experiences but maybe just maybe they could come forward and those men who organized the prostitution of children those men who organized the rape of children and those men who took part in the rape of children they just might face justice wouldn't it be great if that was possible it's it's a it's it's a difficult it is a, a difficult task uh, for those who are investigating it. And it's obviously uh, difficult for the likes of yourself, Rodney, regularly uh, covering this, but most importantly of all, it's difficult for the lauras of this world who are telling their story. Uh, You can read it in the Impartial Reporter. If you go to the Impartial Reporter uh, website, you'll find out more as well. Uh, Rodney, thanks for speaking to us this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. That's it, Rodney Edwards, this ongoing series of investigations into sex abuse, not only in Fermanagh, but here in this part of Northern Ireland. Uh, Patrick Corrigan from Amnesty International is listening to this and following closely, indeed, what Rodney Edwards is doing as an investigative reporter. Uh, Patrick, it's, it's harrowing when we're reminded in such stark language of what children, 12, 13-year-old, 14-year-old uh, girls, in the, uh, and boys, indeed, in the recent past have been, have been put through.
3: Yes, it is. It is horrific. I mean, this, I mean Rodney has been investigating. Uh, this was what we call historic child sex abuse now for six months or more through the pages of the impartial reporter and he has said he has uncovered cases involving more than 60 uh, people who alleged that they were abused as children uh, at the hands of more than 50 uh, abusers. Um, this, I think the, the, the story in the, in the impartial reporter today is probably the biggest scandal that he has uncovered yet and that we're talking about The most vulnerable of children in our society, those uh, in the care of the state, those in children's care homes, uh, who uh, really were as he said, were prostituted out were were uh, brought out into uh, other homes in the neighborhood in the in the local area, plied with with drink um and sexually abused essentially they were raped as children for financial gain it would seem um and I said, one worrying aspect of this is despite the numerous investigations whether by the uh the Health Trust, by uh, the Children's Commissioner, and ultimately by the PSNI. Nobody has been held to account for this. There has been nobody prosecuted. There is nobody in jail now for this litany of alleged crimes. And that the only protection measure ultimately that could be put in place was the closure of this children's home. That is absolutely outrageous. And, and I said earlier, we're talking about historic child sex abuse but this isn't ancient history this was in the 2000s this is only a matter of i think 15 14 15 years ago that that home was ultimately closed and um, and that the 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 children who were abused they're not they're not old people now they are still very young people and living with the consequences of what happened to them, that trauma as children in care in Northern Ireland in very recent years. And I think that ought to trouble us all.
0: We can be hopeful that maybe those victims would have the courage to come forward now they are more mature adults, but they wouldn't have had the courage or the ability or indeed maybe the motivation to be reliable witnesses against vicious people when they were only 12 or 13 years of age. So while they wouldn't have had any witnesses, there's a limited amount that anyone investigating whether a statutory agency or the police could have done.
3: Well, we don't know the full details of that, of the police investigation or the other inquiries, uh, but what it did point to was... Uh, widespread abuse of a significant number of children over a significant number of years. Um, ultimately, it seems the prosecution des- service decided in this case there was insufficient evidence to take prosecutions. Um, that uh, is, is deeply troubling, the fact that uh, that they were not able to put t- together wider evidence, given the fact that, they, uh, that there were children making allegations that the, the people who ran the home uh, seem to have deep concerns to the point where they closed down the home out of fear of that they could offer no other protection to those children. So I think the the police do have some questions to answer here about uh, how thorough that investigation was. I don't know if it's a matter that the police ombudsman will ultimately look at to see whether or not the police carried out their job fully, because ultimately the PPS can only go on the prosecution files that have been passed to it by the police investigators. So there are a lot of questions uh, that remain unanswered around this particular case. And more broadly, if we look at the impartial reporters' investigations in Tramana over the last six or more months, uh, we have... Uh, say 60 plus now of victims coming forward or alleged victims coming forward with these allegations of, of child sex abuse and lots of different circumstances of different periods in recent decades involving different abusers affiliated to various organizations that give them positions of trust, positions of access to children. And still, uh, there hasn't been a prosecution in any of those cases yet. Now, perhaps it's still early days. The PSNI special task force that's been set up to investigate these allegations has only been running for a matter of months, um, and perhaps we need to be patient. But I, I think that the, uh, you know, I suppose that the public conference. In the criminal justice system, been able to hold to account child abusers, um, as we will will have to be upheld, will have to be retained, and that will only happen if people start to see prosecutions and ultimately uh, these criminals behind bars. That's the only way in which one can instil public confidence around such a widespread crime, um, and I think that, that that that's really what we will need to be looking out for over the months ahead. And I was I would say. A wider question as well is for for, for for Northern Ireland as a whole, for wider society here, uh, how many more untold stories, how many other victims living in private torment are there out there? Rodney Edwards has done an utterly remarkable job as an investigative journalist over the, this last period, uh, uncovering tales of abuse in Fermanagh, but Fermanagh is a... It's a pretty small county. It's the least populous county of all in Northern Ireland. There's only 60 odd thousand people who live there and he has uncovered story after story after story of uh, very serious child sexual abuse. How many more stories are there in in the rest of Northern Ireland uh, that remain untold? There isn't something uh, weird or unique about Fermanagh. If this is happening in Fermanagh, uh, we can be pretty sure this has been happening everywhere else in Northern Ireland and so there's a challenge I think to, to great journalists and great uh, organizations and great news desks um, right across Northern Ireland whether local papers or broadcasters like radio stations and, and tv stations to put their investigative resources into this and help instill the trust of other victims out there and to tell their stories and a challenge too to the police, if a a lone reporter like Rodney Edwards can do this job of uncovering so many cases of apparent criminal activity where is the police in this and why are they maybe not being able to do the same and uncover these stories and then feel confidence in people to come forward and entrust their stories to the PSNI? i i think rodney has helped this little bit of northern ireland society take the first step to uncovering this abuse and holding to account the abusers but an awful lot more needs to be done in an awful lot more places and we're only scratching the surface it would seem to me
0: It's impossible to argue with what you're saying, Patrick. Thank you very much indeed. Patrick Corrigan from Amnesty International. Uh, There must be people listening to this programme at this moment who are sitting in torment because of what they've experienced. And we've mentioned this before too, Rodney, and indeed during discussions uh, on the number of occasions, the numerous occasions that we've had Rodney on the programme with expose after expose. It can't just be in Fermanagh. So he, as an investigative reporter, has unearthed it in Fermanagh. But people must be sitting on stories that are just too hard for them to tell uh, here, down that street, down on street and across that town. It must be, it must be everywhere if it's so prevalent in Fermanagh. And our thoughts are with anyone who's suffering as a result. Uh, Rodney Edwards, by the way, will take a call or indeed, a contact from anyone, anywhere in Northern Ireland. You don't have to be from Fermanagh or affected by something that happened in Fermanagh. Uh, this is the U105 phone in. Good morning to you. 02890 treble three 105. <coughs>